0: I warned you. I warned you. I said the next time you would hear from me, I would be in Bradenton, Florida. Here I am now in my hotel room in West Bradenton, and apologies if there is any echo with this. We are making do with the best that we can. Good morning, and welcome to the Pirates Podcast to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. I'm Alex Stump. We are going to talk in the second segment about the, the big kind of low-key news of the week league-wide the, whenever it comes to rights holders and broadcasts and we're going to ignore Brian Reynolds because that's something that Dayon has put on he's done a good couple podcasts on it I've written a couple stories on it I, I feel like that's pretty well covered there's a whole other X number of things that are going on in spring training. So I just want to rapid-fire thoughts here. I don't know how this is going to work as a segment, but I'm just going to give you a couple things that have really stood out to me in these first couple days in spring training. And the first one, man, does Key look good. He looks – he was a man who had the weightlifting injury during the last offseason. He knew he had to get stronger. He did get stronger. He's 10, 15 pounds heavier. And I, I got to be honest, every time there's a picture of him, it's like you can tell this guy made a commitment to his body, to himself, to his team this offseason. The durability has been such an issue. And he looked. he's put it into his body. This is a good if you want if you want to show that you could do the full season he's coming into the right shape to do it because this is such an important year for him and honestly if he gets hurt and misses significant time this year or he's just hampered with something all year you got to wonder is this just always going to be the case with him is he always going to be this guy who doesn't he has below-average offense, but elite defense, and he turns out to be an impact player, but not, you know, the the superstar or all-star that the Pirates are hoping that he could be. He looks like he's in good shape. He looks like he's ready. You know, who also looks like he bulked up a little. And I'm I'm going to give the credit to the guys on the uh, North Shore Nine podcast who I, I I made a guest spot on this week. I'll I'll plug them. I'll plug them. They're good kids. They, they asked, like, does Roe look bigger? And I, I I checked him out afterwards. Like, he does look bigger. Same thing. And he's someone who needs to make that jump innings-wise again this year. He went from about 75 competitive innings in 2021 to about 130 last year. And we all know how he got he, – he didn't exactly – he wasn't at full stride whenever he crossed the finish line last year. It was important that they got the innings there were, it was deemed that there was no risk to the arm, but he wasn't throwing as hard. There wasn't as much spin there was it, it was lesser stuff and it's important for him to get those innings but you know this year he's got to run through the bag. They would like him in a perfect world to go end to end without the without the shutdown and they're going to be monitoring some stuff after. Uh, he comes back from the World Baseball Classic. But he's in a position that the Pirates really want to get 30-something 30, 30 starts out of him. I think he could do it. I mean, I've been high on this guy ever since I saw him in Altoona. I think he could be someone who could do that. And maybe this year you have it's a much less pronounced jump in innings. But even if he could get to like 160 or 170... I don't think we have to be as conscious about innings going forward after that. Like, yeah, he's not going to throw 230 or or something like that, but if he could get up to qualifying for the ERA title, then going forward, it's like he went from 165 to 180. That's not anything. That's nothing. Who cares? Very interested with him. Another thing that really intrigues me, a lot of position players in camp. And not only that, a lot of the young position players are in camp. We've, I, I've talked about, you know, Jack Sawinski and Travis Swaggerty and Cal Mitchell and Ryan Valade. Like, what do they do in the corner outfields? Well, they're all there day one. They're all doing work day one. Good first impressions. These are pivotal years for all those players. So you get They don't have to be there. It wouldn't be anything against them if they showed up for that first practice, but they know where they are right now and they have to make a good impression this year. They have to earn that opportunity because if they don't, they could lose a roster spot. They could lose a major league job. And that's the final thing that I'm going to say here in this first segment. I believe the competition talk. And I... I you got to be impartial as a journalist, but there are times last year, whenever you heard opportunity and I'm like, Oh my God, it's it's We don't have someone for this position. So Joshua meter has an opportunity to play first base. It's like, you're technically right, but that goes against the spirit of the word. This year, there's some depth this year. Malcolm Nunez basically has, no chance of being you know, a, a cons- the opening day first baseman, even though he's a good prospect, the best first base prospect, because they added there. They had added to the outfield, so now they got this competition in, you know, for the third outfield spot. They added to the bullpen. Where do these guys go? What happens in the rotation? What happens in yeah, catcher and everything? And catcher in particular... The competition may be a little rigged for Andy and Henry out of the gate, but, you know, they've got a full season, and at some point, they could get that call up to the major leagues. And not to mention, they're also in a little bit of a competition with themselves, because you can't have two catchers. Can't have two catchers on the field at the same time. One of them's going to have to go to another position. And it could be both, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if both players get reps at other positions. So, I buy the competition talk. I didn't buy the opportunity talk that much last year. The competition talk, this is an improved roster. It's deeper, and maybe they they probably will end this year still saying, okay, the competition didn't really yield someone that we think is a major league starter. But they could either say we have other guys coming up in the minor leagues or we could go after someone on the market in free agency or trade. That's a much better situation than – I'm not going to pick on Josh Van Meter again. Who, who's another – Trevor Cahill is available. And we, we desperately need someone to pitch. Trevor Cahill has an opportunity to pitch. doesn't work out. So, very early impressions. You know I'm going to keep writing them up. <laughs> on the side check it out there that's all we got for spring training here it's, it's only been three days of pitchers and catchers there hasn't been that much yet so we're going to transition second segment we're going league wide here stay tuned Welcome back to the Pirates Podcast to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. For the second segment we're, we're transitioning away from what's going on in the field to big news going on here league-wide. Bally Sports, one of the biggest r in all of baseball is going to declare bankruptcy soon. The parent company. That's... We all know how much cable, TV, and those broadcast rights play into a team's finances. So this could be really paradigm shifting. And the Pirates and the AT&T, well, they haven't received their full payment yet either. Now, the report that's out says that the AT&T Sportsnet is late. Team Source says, well, it's due whenever the regular season starts, so it's not technically late yet. And the relationship is good enough still right now that at Sportsnet is going to broadcast, I believe it's 16 home games on television, spring games. So maybe this turns out to be not that big a deal, but I think this is the big, it's a losing battle moment that we have heard for years and years about cord cutting and how people aren't watching television. They prefer streaming and they prefer, you know, Hulu and Netflix over live television. And things are starting to catch up right now. I mean, the Diamond Sports Group, which had, you know, Bally under its window, it was a, billion evaluation and 8.5 billion dollars worth of debt. You don't have a lot of wiggle room there to, to prove that. Yeah, we we could be a real force for years to come. Something like this almost seemed destined, and maybe it's coming a little sooner than anyone would have expected. So what happens? That's something that Ron Manfred brought up, or Ron Manfred addressed, I guess, at Grapefruit League Media Day, which was on Thursday. Here he is talking, before we get to the clip, actually, one of the big issues with the current system has been blackouts. And it's something that Manfred has said that he would like to get rid of. And blackouts are a serious problem in growing this game. There are a lot of people who are subscribed to cable only for live sports. Only for baseball. And that's not really that great economically for them. And on, on the other hand, for people who just can't afford it or just don't and they cut the cable, they either resort to piracy uh, a vpn can work a vpn you know like oh i'm actually in england you know i i, I can watch pirates games in pittsburgh which is you could get into the own ethical dilemmas <laughs> you know with that if that that's really what's intended but it really what it does more than anything unless you have that savviness to work the internet or your your vpn like that You can't watch games on the internet, which streaming has become bigger and bigger and will be continue to become bigger and bigger. So we're going to go back to Manfred here, where he's asked, what would he like this game to look like broadcast-wise in about... Five years time. Let me take five years because I think it's a more relevant period of time. Um, I am a believer uh, that there will be a remnant of the cable bundle out there. Um, I think the economics associated with that will remain valuable to to, to baseball and will continue to broadcast games within that bundle. Um, I don't think that the yield for the clubs is going to be quite like it is today, um, but I believe we can make up for that. By having a digital product that is more widely available and solves what we regard to be our biggest business challenge, and that's reach, making sure that we're delivering games to fans that want to watch games. Following up on that, he would like a system that's... You know, you, you go on to MLB.com, MLB TV, and you can just buy what you want. you want to just buy your home team? Go for that. Out of market? Go for that. Specific teams, you could go for that. And that's kind of what it always should have been, it feels like. Like, I, I, that it was impossible. It was impossible to do that. And trust me, I, I complained a lot about what the commissioner does in the past. But this is one that was out of his hands. And the MLB.tv package is actually pretty darn good, except for the one glaring hole of you cannot watch your local team. But if you're just a fan of the sport, oh my goodness, it's terrific. It's a terrific way to catch up what's going on with the rest of the league. That seems to be the future. Manfred says... Five years time, there'll be some remnants of the cable markets, but it'll probably be more something that comes under the under the umbrella of MLB.com. I would like to keep them on cable in the same way they same way that I hope they keep games on radio. You should have a radio broadcast of games, not just because it is a great tradition for baseball, not just because it is what you put on, put in the car whenever you're you're driving so you can keep up. It's also a free and accessible way to access the sport, and that's something that the sport should always have. There should always be a, a free way or as close to free as possible way to access, to follow along. And if there's the cable, there's a lot of convenience that comes with cable. You get to see it on the best TV that you have. You get to see you know, stuff that maybe you don't always get in the streaming broadcast. You know, what's the scene on the assuming that we're not gonna just end up having like three feeds with some of these Sports like if it is just the cable broadcast, that's being streamed. You're getting the whole experience, but we have seen like YouTube TV, how that is. Those are only streaming games, and you could like that, but you notice whenever your team is doing that or a Peacock game, like broadcast is just not the same. You're not getting the same insight into the team that you are watching. You are not getting the same insight. Or maybe you want homerism. Maybe you just want to be like, no, I'm not watching this game. Like <laughs> To be objective, I want my team to win. You lose that a little bit with the streaming in the digital packages like that. I don't like that it is basically going to be probably just remnants in five or so years. Because so many of these conglomerates that hold a lot of these, you know, broadcast rights holders, they're going under. And if they're not going under, they're not making full payments. Or if they're not making full payments, or even if they do make a full payment this year, are they going to do it throughout the life of the contract? Are they going to do it 10, 15 years from now? How many people are going to cut cable between now and 2030? 2040 cable might not be viable in five or so years ten years something like that we've we've heard about the cord cutting you know that's been discussed a lot and I, I'm not gonna as a baseball writer I am not going to give you the the great insight into why people would prefer to just watch Hulu and cable ad free Hulu over you know whatever is going on cable TV on 10 o'clock on a random Tuesday. I say insulting everyone who watches The Bachelor or something like that. I don't know what's on 10 o'clock on Tuesday. Sorry. I watch baseball. <laughs> I don't get to know what's on 10 o'clock on a Tuesday. It's shifting. And maybe this issue with the Pirates and at t Sportsnet ends up being nothing. It very well could be and They could have years of you know peaceful relations after that. No reports saying that they missed payments or clarifications. That was like, well, it's it's not missed yet, but it's going into a streaming league, and that's better for the future of the league broadcast, I think, as a whole. Maybe you run the risk of losing a little bit of a personal touch, depending on how different broadcasts and how team broadcasters break stuff like this up. But in terms of be, making it as accessible as possible to people across the country, to growing the game, to being actually for once on the forefront of something like this, like, that'd be great. The NFL is going to YouTube TV with Sunday tickets. A lot of games are going to be able to be streamed. Just about every game, I think, is going to be available to be streamed that way. So what do you do if you're baseball? If you can do the same thing, you could have that what the NFL does. Okay, you're not going to be able to win those Sundays the same way the NFL does, but there will always be games available, good games, not just what's on Peacock or YouTube TV or Apple TV or wherever they have it all out. If it could be more consolidated, If there could be a way that you could just watch the team you want on your computer and not have it be an arm and a leg to figure it out, that can only be a good thing for the sport. We're going to take one more break. We'll be back here in a minute. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. Welcome back to the Pirates Podcast, to be named later, here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. So, I... Coming into this year, I, I made an announcement that you know I want to do some different things with the podcast. Uh, one thing that is going to be changing here, I think as soon as next week, we're, we're going to work it out here is we're, we're bringing on a co-host here. It's been a note that you know I, I read the comments <laughs> and everything. And yeah, I, I would like having a co-host on who knows how A knows ball and B knows maybe how to push the buttons, how to keep me from rambling or going on tangents, which I will admit I do. I'm willing to admit it. So we're going to have someone on sooner rather than later to hopefully fill in as a a permanent co-host. And again, we have been searching. (laughs) I'd like to think this podcast has been very open to adaptations and it has been willing to develop the... and that's what this next one it's another step in the development there we go that's the baseball term that we're going to close this episode out on thank you so much for listening to the pirates podcast to be named later be sure to subscribe wherever you find find podcasts we'll talk again next week